Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Caruso, right wing, jab step, puts up a three. He got it. Willie Caruso stays hot from beyond the arc. Hands off to Wirtz. He fires a corner three. He's got it again. Wirtz bounces into Richards, who feeds Frankish, who does a circus shot off the glass. Count it and the foul. Edie, crossover, step back, left elbow, puts up a two, puts it in. Backdoor Caruso, the one-handed hammer. Willie Caruso brings the crowd to its feet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, student voice of the Santa Clara Broncos and your source to stay up to date all season long with SCU Athletics. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, the Believe Podcast website, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and if you feel like you give the show a rating, any and all feedback is appreciated. All right, I'm back after a one-week hiatus. Uh, I was home for Thanksgiving break, so let's get right back into it with the roundtable sports update with fall sports coming to an end across the board. Volleyball lost to Tulsa in the second round of the NIVC tournament 3-1. to one. Every set was actually decided by three points or fewer, but that is how their season came to an end. They finished the year 21-12, and 12, a 10-8 and 8 conference mark, and in the first round of the tournament, they actually beat Long Beach State 3-2 to two in an absolute thriller, but fell in the second round, so their season is done. That is also the case for the Santa Clara men's water polo team, who won their first round game of the WWPA Championships 11-10 to 10 in overtime against LMU. Mac Carey, in regulation, scored with one second on the clock off of a set play after an LMU player was ejected with two seconds left. Santa Clara gets the ball back and scores. They end up going to overtime where Matt Carey ended up scoring the game winner with about two and a half minutes remaining. Of course, they went on to lose in the semifinals of that tournament and in the consolation game uh, to UC San Diego and then later to California Baptist. But they finished the year with a winning record as well, and their season has come to an end. Women's soccer, it was uh, it was a thrilling one for the Lady Broncos on out on the pitch. They got to the Sweet 16 after a 3-1 to victory against Oklahoma State. It was their 54th tournament victory in team history. Uh, that Oklahoma State game was uh, the second round game after they picked up an opening round game victory against Cal in that OSU game, uh, Oklahoma State that is. Kelsey Turnbow, Julie Doyle, and Izzy Dekila all scored in a 3-1 to one win. And then in the Sweet 16, uh, just one of those heartbreakers in soccer, they lost to the number nine ranked USC Trojans one to nothing. On a 41st-minute goal, the Broncos were outshot 19-7 to on the game. And, uh, I mean, they were in it, you know, right down to the wire. They just weren't able to find the back of the net. The Broncos had come in ranked number 20 in the country, and USC just the better team on that day. Also worth noting, the game was played down in Southern California, so probably a little bit more of a road game for Santa Clara than a neutral site. Um, but But this senior class of Santa Clara soccer players, which includes... Uh, KSU's own Caitlin Parcell, among others. They got to the Elite Eight in 2016, the Sweet 16 in 2017, 
They had Sweet 16 this year, and last year they got to the second round. They won a tournament game in every single season in which they played, which is, is simply a tremendous level of production. So fall sports on campus have wrapped up. Uh, just giving a shout out to all of the seniors for their time competing as Broncos, soccer players, water polo players, volleyball players, all of you who put in a tremendous amount of time and effort to compete with the Santa Clara logo. Uh, another sport going on right now, women's basketball. They're off to a 4-4 four and four start this year. Last Friday, they suffered a home loss to Long Beach State, 54-46. to Ashland Harley led the way with 15 points for the Broncos, who shot just 34% from the floor. And in that third quarter, remember women's basketball, they play four 10-minute quarters, whereas the men play two 20-minute halves. In the third quarter, Santa Clara had just four points as a team, and that was really the difference in the game. It was close throughout, but that... Third quarter really allowed Long Beach State to get a lead that they ended up carrying all the way to the final buzzer. The women's basketball team earlier this year did get a nice win against Montana back on November 29th down in Fullerton, California, playing in the Titan Classic. And in the second game of that event, they lost 81-80 to in the final minute there to Delaware. Uh, they will hit the road to take on Cal at 4.30 p.m. tomorrow. That game is actually going to be on Pac-12 Network, and their conference schedule will begin on December 28th against Pacific, a little bit before the men's uh, conference schedule gets underway. Okay, so getting to the men's basketball team now. They're off to their best start since the 2012-2013 season when they won 26 games. They currently have a record of 9-2. and They have not had a 20-win season since that 2012-2013 year under uh, Coach Keating, who was the predecessor to Herb Sendek. And I think one of the great things that has been fun to watch has been this fast start because of the fact that last year Santa Clara started 1-5. and I mean, nothing was going right. They had a couple of bad losses early, but they've really rebounded this year and got off to a strong start and are trying to establish themselves as a contender for, you know, a fourth or maybe even a third seed in the WCC. We'll see how conference play shakes out because there's some good teams up and down the West Coast Conference. I'll get to more of that a little bit later, but uh, Santa Clara has beaten two Pac-12 schools for the second straight year. They knocked off Cal last Saturday. They beat Washington State earlier in the year, also had a loss on the road against Stanford, but 2-1 and one against the Pac-12 this year. That is the first time in the school's history that the Broncos have won two games against Pac-12 opponents in back-to-back seasons, and I'm not going to say it's surprising it, it, it's a it's a pleasant surprise, but I think Herb Sendek is a guy who used to coach at Arizona State. He's familiar with the conference, and he clearly knows how to play against those teams, and his style clearly works because they're, they're winning games against Pac-12 opponents. They've done so four times now in the last couple of years, so props to Herb Sendek and that coaching staff. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to catch up with Willie Caruso, the starting center for the Santa Clara Broncos, who was off to a phenomenal start this year. He's rebounding well. He is scoring at an efficient rate. Uh, He's knocking down shots from the outside, playing good defense. Really has been a phenomenal player for Santa Clara this year. I asked him yesterday after practice what he made of the the strong start that Santa Clara has been off to so far. 
for sure. Uh, definitely, we have a, a bigger roster. Like we have more players compared to last year. Yeah, last year we were uh, also really unlucky. We had a couple of players get injured immediately in the beginning of the season. This year we can count of a lot of people, and especially I think the key, the, the thing that is making the difference is the fact that we really uh, compete a lot uh, during the preseason. We went really hard. We we were we were able to. Um, accomplish our goals that we were setting week by week and that made a difference and carry on uh, until the beginning of the season uh, hopefully until the end. And you hear him there talking about that depth for Santa Clara and that was a huge huge problem a year ago. This year there are nine players for Herb Sendek and Co averaging 13 or more minutes a game. Six players averaging 20 or more minutes a game. Last year there were only there were a handful of Santa Clara games where there were only seven scholarship players available because of injuries. There was there were a couple of front court injuries. Uh, Falu and Doy and Hendrick Jaderston went down. KJ Fagan went down early in the year, and Santa Clara was left with seven scholarship players. But this year, they've had seven different players score in double figures. It, it has been a really balanced scoring attack. We've been talking about it on our KSU broadcast about how you never know who's going to step up. Caruso's certainly been the most consistent, and he had a double-double this past weekend against Cal, but the previous three games he'd scored in double figures. But uh, Jalen Williams has played well. Tajidi has struggled but has certainly had his moments. This year, Trey Wirtz had 24 points against uh, Southeast Missouri State in the Cable Car Classic. Uh, DJ Mitchell's had some outbursts. Like You just never know where it's going to come from, and I think that's a huge thing, and Caruso really hit the nail on the head there, um, just being able to keep guys fresh, and if you know one or two guys are not hot, they're able to, to have someone come off the bench and, and kind of help them out so they're not dependent on, on one or two guys. Uh, but part of this start has been a 4-0 showing in, in the Cable Car Classic. They ended up winning that event. You know, a bunch of teams came in to play games at the Levy Center, University of Denver, Cal State Fullerton, Southeast Missouri State, and Notre Dame Dana Moore as well. Uh, Santa Clara won all four of those games comfortably against those teams, as they should have. And like I said, it was a very balanced attack. Their defense showed up, uh, held teams under 60 points a couple of times. All nine wins this season for Santa Clara have come in the home confines of the Levy Center, dating back to last year, actually. They've now won 11 straight. They'll look to make that 12 straight tomorrow against Sacramento State. But uh, there are 9-2, and two, and since I last had a podcast episode for you guys, the Broncos did suffer their second loss uh, last Wednesday in what was just one of those games where you just look back and say, boy, it just wasn't there for us. Uh, you know, Santa Clara's not going to play a whole lot of road games until they get into conference play. I think they're actually done playing road games now for their non-conference schedule. They've got a handful of games left before West Coast Conference games begin on January 4th against San Diego. Uh, the remaining non-conference games they have are San Jose State, Mississippi Valley State, and Alcorn State after the Sacramento State game tomorrow. Uh, frankly, those four games should all be wins. I think Sacramento State is certainly the toughest, but those four games should all be wins. And if that ends up being the case, Santa Clara could go into conference play with a 13-2 and two mark. And with a couple of Pac-12 wins, it's, it's a really, really good spot to be. But anyway, back to uh, their loss last Wednesday against Nevada. Uh, 
the the Broncos were four of twenty nine from beyond the arc. Nevada was fourteen of twenty eight. Santa Clara shot thirty five percent from the floor. There wasn't a single Broncos player in double figures. Right, a couple players had eight, but there were no players in double figures. The offense just never got it going, and Nevada came out hot and. They were trying to, Nevada's best player is a guard by the name of Jazz Johnson, and Santa Clara was trying to trap him up top off of the pick and roll because Nevada loves to run the pick and roll, and uh, Santa Clara was trying to trap him, and he was able to get the ball to the big men, you know, kind of on a slip pass through a double team, and then he was able to facilitate to the wings from there, and they were just knocking down shots. You got to give him credit, and then the Santa Clara offense, it it just never got going off the ground. One of those days where even when you were getting good looks. Santa Clara actually was getting a lot of good looks in the game. It, it really, really was not a shortage of makeable shots. It was just th- they weren't going down. And, you know, they're going to have to get used to playing away from the Levy Center and be able to win games this year if they want to play, if they want to be a major player in the West Coast Conference. And I think they can do that. But uh, that's certainly something that uh, going forward they're, they're going to have to work on. Uh, they, they lost 98 to 67 to Nevada, and it was it was never close uh, at at almost any point. Um, Nevada just jumped on them early. The Santa Clara couldn't recover, and the offense just just struggled. But uh, this past Saturday, they had a great bounce back win, probably their best win of the season. This last Saturday against Cal, seventy one to fifty two was the final score. And remember, last year, when Santa Clara was off to that 1-5 and five start, the two games that you really looked at and said, boy, those could have or should have been wins were the opener against Prairie View A&M and the game against Cal. I mean, Cal only won five or six games all season last year. Um, but this year, Santa Clara stuck it to them. Uh, I mean, they held them to 52 points, 28.6% shooting from the floor, and 3 of 13 from beyond the arc. The Bronco defense once again... Uh, it came up strong, and Cal never had anything going. Uh, it, I mean, it was it was kind of the exact opposite of of that Nevada game, really, uh, for Santa Clara, where they jumped on Cal early and often. They had a double digit lead basically the entire time. I think Cal got it down to maybe ten in the second half, but Santa Clara just kept their foot on the gas pedal and really, uh, really picked up a nice, nice win at home and held an opponent under 60 points for the third time this year. It, of course, came in the home confines of the Levy Center. Willie Caruso had 16 points and 12 rebounds, his third double-double of the year. DJ Mitchell added 14 points and seven rebounds as well off the bench. It's worthy of note that Herb Sendek has changed the lineups a little bit in in these last few games. Tajidi and DJ Mitchell have gone to play within the second unit, and Keyshawn Justice and Jalen Williams have been inserted into the starting lineups. That's how the game often starts. It's not always how it ends. Usually, uh, Herb Sendek, like most coaches, goes with whoever is is playing hot. But he's made that change, and it's been effective for him. Um, the Santa Clara offense against against Cal was solid. It wasn't anything special, but when you're playing a, a Pac-12 opponent like Cal, you're probably not going to blow him out. Uh, really more than you did, but uh, they shot the ball pretty well, 43% from the floor. They were 8-17 of from beyond the arc. It was a really good win all around, easily their best of the year, especially coming off of that Nevada game, which was, as I said, just it was a bad day. All around, nothing went right. That's the way it goes sometimes. The other team is trying to win too.
when I spoke with Willie Caruso yesterday, he gave me some thoughts on what went well last Saturday in Santa Clara's win against the Cal Bears. I think probably the, the biggest thing that we did was executing the game plan. Uh, we knew what we needed to do to uh, win the game, and uh, we added to that part just playing hard. We played. We are the tougher team on the on the court against Cal, and that uh, that helped us to get not just a win but like a good win by 20 plus points against a, a really good team that is Cal that we lost against last year. So um, we we really went went hard during practice, game day practice. The feeling was good. Uh, obviously, that we were nervous, but we knew that uh, we were at home. Uh, we had a big chance to, to win the game, and uh, we, we took care of business. They took care of business indeed. He had his third double-double of the season. He has really come on strong, uh, dating back to the second half of last year. He's a really nice player for Herb Senek. That's Willie Caruso, of course. The Italian Stallion, as we have nicknamed him on our uh, KSU broadcast of Santa Clara Basketball. And Santa Clara is going to look to make it 12 in a row at the Levy Center, dating back to last year as they take on Sacramento State tomorrow, who are probably a little bit tougher than you might think. They're 6-1 this year. They knocked off Pepperdine, a WCC opponent who Santa Clara has played some tough games with over the last couple of years. And uh, Willie Caruso knows that they are not going to be an easy out, even at home. I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious to say that we gotta ex- execute the game plan, but uh, we know that Sac-, Sac State is uh, one of the best uh, teams in the country for uh, defensive d- defensive points allowed. So we probably just gotta um, uh, try to sh- keep sharing the ball as we were doing from the beginning of the season. Keep sharing the ball and hold them to one shot because they're a really good offensive rebound team. So probably just block out, play hard, and try to uh, protect the paint and uh, finish the place and try to, to win this game. That game will be at 2 p.m. on Saturday, December 14th on the W.TV. We will not have that game for you on KSU. Winter break uh, really starts today when I'm recording this podcast on, on Friday the 13th. And yeah, students are, are going home, but our broadcast of Santa Clara basketball will resume when we come back in early January. The first game we're going to do actually will be uh, that San Francisco game on the road, and that is going to be a, a great early conference test with Santa Clara. That'll be their second conference game. Their first one will be against San Diego on January 4th. Okay, so a final segment of the show today is really a really previewing where Santa Clara can go. Uh, this is going to be the last episode before winter break, and then uh, I'll, be, I'll be back on the other side with once conference play gets underway. But the question now is going to become for Santa Clara, assuming they can hold their own at home and go into conference play at 13-2 and two with a couple of Pac-12 victories. If they can do that, the question then becomes where – can they get in conference play? Obviously, when you're playing WCC opponents, there's not going to be a lot of cupcakes in there. Uh, there. There just isn't. There have been in the past, but Portland has now seemed to figure it out a little bit. Um, but Andy Katz, actually, if you know who Andy Katz is, he is a college basketball insider. He hosts the uh, March Madness 365 podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts as well. He listed his 10 most surprising teams in college basketball this year. He had Santa Clara at number 10. 
you know, and, and gave full props to Herb Sendek for having this team at nine and two right now. Uh, they're currently sitting third in the West Coast Conference. And, you know, it's going to be about what happens in conference play. But there's no reason that this team cannot be the fourth or even the third seed, maybe, in the WCC. Looking way, way ahead to the tournament in March. I, I don't see a reason that that can't happen. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It, it certainly is not. There are other good teams in this conference. Um, I mean, you look up and down the list, just just kind of going top to bottom here. Gonzaga, uh, currently at the top of the conference, they're going to stay there. I, I don't think anyone's going to challenge them. I think St. Mary's is good, but St. Mary's is not great. Um, I, I think they'll probably end up in the top 25 at the end of the year, but Gonzaga, once again, uh, Mark, Mark Few is just an absolute machine as a coach up there in Spokane. Uh, cannot be more excited to to call that game against Santa Clara up at the kennel on January 16th. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Gonzaga is the top dog. Uh, the Zags are going to do what the Zags are going to do. The Gales of St. Mary's are going to be tough, but they're not going to be, I don't think, uh, unbeatable necessarily. I think if Santa Clara plays well, they could give them a tough game, uh, particularly at home. Now, as of right now, Santa Clara is third in the WCC at 9-2. and two. Right below them at 8-2 and two is San Francisco, who... I have been surprised by so far this year. They lost Frankie Ferrari, who was their best player, their point guard and leader a year ago. And they lost their head coach, Kyle Smith. He went up to Washington State. I thought San Francisco would be a little bit more down. They have bounced back, and they look really, really good right now. Uh, They're 8-2. and They barely lost to Arizona State, who last year was a tournament team, uh, like an, an NCAA tournament team. They barely lost to Arizona State, but then bounced back, and and they beat Cal, and uh, Charles Minlin and Jamari Bouye are, are playing at a really high level right now. Jimbo Lola's still there. He's a big presence in the middle. USF, once again, is going to be a tough out. Now, next in the West Coast Conference is Pacific. They're 9-3, and three, which is, you know, good for Pacific. They've struggled the last couple of years. They've been really down. Uh, Damon Stoudemire, the head coach, has clearly got them playing better basketball, but I don't buy them at 9-3. and three. Uh, If you look at their schedule, their best win is UC Riverside in the Big West, which is the same conference as, uh, as Hawaii. And I just don't think that Pacific... Maybe they are good. Maybe. It's possible. But right now, if you looked at them and saw 9-3, and three, think, oh, they're going to be a good team this year. They've had an enormous amount of cupcake victories, uh, and I, I don't think that they're yet proven, though certainly trending in the right direction. Now, the team below them, BYU is 8-4. and four. Do not be scared about BYU having four losses early in this year, okay? They've lost to San Diego State, who's the number 25 team in the country, Kansas, the number four team in the country, Utah, and then Boise State. Now, Boise State is not a great loss. That's a 5-4 and four team in the Mountain West. Uh, they lost in overtime, did BYU. Like, they should have won that game. Um, but they were able to beat Houston on a buzzer beater by, by TJ Haas. That was a pretty good win. And I, I think BYU is going to be a good team. Uh, they, they knocked off Houston. They beat Virginia Tech 90-77. to Virginia Tech has lost some talent from a year ago, but they were a sweet 16 last a sweet 16 team last year uh and and BYU also beat Nevada 75 to 42 who Santa Clara learned is you know 
maybe not the Nevada team that had uh, Jordan Caroline and Caleb and Cody Martin, but they're still capable of of scoring some points, and BYU trounced them. So I I think the the Cougars are definitely going to be a player in the WCC. Again, below Gonzaga. It's really about sorting out two through five, I think. Now, USD... University of San Diego and Loyola Marymount, LMU, uh, they have bad records and they have bad losses too. And they've both lost uh, some key players from their 20-win teams last year. And I, I just think that they seem to be due for a down year. Um, they, they really do. Uh, LMU's 4-5, and five, San Diego 5-7. and seven. M- Maybe they could turn it around. I'd... I'd like USD to turn around more than LMU in terms of who I think is more likely to do so, but they both just seem prime for a little bit of a down year. Now, Portland is off to a six and three start, which again is nice to see because they have been so, so bad the last couple of years. They didn't win a WCC game a year ago, uh, which is just tough, but Terry Porter's got him at six and three. But again, like Pacific, they're a little bit unproven and they're, they're going to need to, you know, pick up some more quality wins. Uh, they played some close WCC games a year ago, but they're going to need some more quality wins if they're going to prove to be a team that, that could go from the bottom of the conference up to the middle. So I think right now uh, the bottom of that conference is probably going to have San Diego, LMU, and I, I think Pacific and, and Portland as well. Now Pepperdine, I can't figure them out. I really can't. They're they're the most unpredictable bad record team I've ever seen. Okay, they played Arizona, who's a top 25 team. I think they're ranked 14th right now. They played Arizona tight. They played USC well. And then they lost to Cal by 16 when the game was a two-point game at half. And they lost to Providence by three. But they beat UC Irvine, who last year was a tournament team and had a first round upset of Kansas state. But, and then last year for Pepperdine themselves, they got to the West coast conference semifinals in Vegas and they were playing against Gonzaga. They of course lost, but I, I, I can't figure them out. They're four and six. Yes, it's possible. They, they stay at the bottom, but man, they've got Colby Ross, the Edmonds brothers uh, or the Edwards brothers, excuse me, are, are really nice players. Um, I, I'm always impressed with Colby Ross, and I, I trust his leadership and his pure skill. I can't figure him out. Um, and I think that kind of leaves us with where does Santa Clara fit into all that? I think I think they're going to be vying for anywhere from the third to fifth seed. Last year they were the sixth seed. They avoided having to play in that first round in the WCC tournament uh, in the 7-10 the matchups, the 7-10 and 8-9 matchups. And I think that they, I think they could get the third seed. I do. Is it going to be easy? No, because San Francisco and BYU, like I said, those are tough teams. Those are really, really tough teams. And Santa Clara only plays BYU once, and it's on the road. Provo is a difficult place to play, really difficult. And we've seen so far this year Santa Clara struggle on the road, but I see no reason that Santa Clara cannot be in the top three or four teams. I, I, I think right now. Uh, looking at it, I, again, I thought Pepperdine would be better. It seems that they're not, but certainly they're not going to be a team that you can just walk over. I, I really do not believe that. But I think if you put St. Mary's at 
the second seed and Gonzaga at the first seed, which is uh, usually how things shape out in the West Coast Conference tournament. I think you're going to have Santa Clara, San Francisco, and BYU vying for those slots. Uh, I'm excited to see if they're able to get it done and where they can go because I think this team is deep. I think they play hard. They play together. There's a lot of experience out there, but there's some youth, and, and, and but there's a lot of talent around as well. Uh, like I've said, you never know who's going to go off for Santa Clara. So I think it could be the best year for the Broncos in, in quite some time. I think they should get to 20 wins easily, uh, especially if they finish non-conference play with 13 wins like they should. But even if they don't, they'll probably have 12. Uh, they should win at least eight conference games like they did a year ago. Uh, and, and Herb Sendek should be able to get them to their first 21 season since 2012 and 2013, which is what he was hired to do, uh, you know, is rebuild the program, make him a contender in the WCC, and I think they're certainly trending upward, so it should be a lot of fun. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, student voice of the Broncos, and once conference play begins, except for that first USD game, make sure you tune into KSU all season long as we bring you every, just about every men's uh, conference game will be at the WCC tournament in March as well, and it will be a lot of fun. And make sure you follow this podcast. Please like and subscribe so that you can get alerts when I post new episodes, and you can stay up to date with Santa Clara Athletics all season long. Next time I come on air, the Roundtable Sports Update will have winter sports outside of basketball since, as I mentioned earlier, fall sports are now done. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you, everybody. I'm signing off saying so long and have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.